You look like an asshole. It's your scarf. Jessica? Luke. How you been? Long story. We have to get out of here. Who's he? Longer story. Who's he? Wait, there's someone else coming. Something else. It's the next level. Panels to Pixels, Defenders, Season 1, Episodes 3 and 4. Welcome to the show. I'm Mark. And I'm Steve. So, Steve, we're on episodes three and four. Uh, seems like a lot's going on on this. Yeah, so episode three is entitled Worst Behavior, and uh, uh, it's it's uh, interesting because this, this episode starts out, uh, it opens with Elektra's resurrection by the hand into what she's going to be called the Black Sky. So I guess that really picks up like the end of Daredevil season. Is it Daredevil season two? Yeah, when she dies? Yeah. I think so. Um, so this this episode opens with that kind of resurrection scene. We see her training. We see uh, Stick escape. Uh, and all that happens in the cold open. I didn't time how long the cold open was on this one, but it had to be pretty long. Um, Jessica continues to investigate. She's trying to figure out what happened, um, leading her to this large corporation that's owned by Danny Rand. And uh, Danny, Matt, Luke... They all end up at that same corporation. That's when our heroes meet at the end of this episode when a big fight begins. And that's going to lead us into episode four when we when we get there. But all this is is still Jessica. You know, she's been investigating the guy who committed suicide in her office. Yeah, which would lead us to our top five. Top fives. Um, my number five was uh, uh, Danny. He goes to the corporation that he owns. That's also the hand. He's kind of exerting. You know, he's exerting his authority against them, and they're they're trying to act like he's not important. But he he really is standing up. And we we again. I think I've got the quote later on where he, you've said before. He says a lot of times. He says several times. Well, I'm Danny Rand. You know, uh, so I really like that that kind of he's trying to change his tactic up a little bit, I think, is what he said uh, in the last episode. They were talking about that. Uh, it's not all about fighting. It's maybe there's another way to do it. Yeah. He's interesting, that character. <laughs> yeah, he is. So what's your number five? My number five will be the rebirth of Elektra. Something that was in the comics, but now in the show, a little different, but I like it great representation of how she suffers to come back it's still her but very different yeah it's it's and i can't remember if, if it's the I, I think it's actually the next episode when when matt says something about that he couldn't hear her heart beating and stick is gonna say that she's not 
the same person she was. And, you know, Alexandra keeps referring to her as Black Sky. And, in fact, even that guy that Alexandra goes and meets who's cutting up the bear calls her Black Sky. And so it's I'm interested to see going forward what happens with this because the only other time I remember seeing this, I I don't remember in the comic books that went, but I remember the Jennifer Garner movie where they kind of showed her. I think they showed her resurrection by the hand in that one. And she gets the in that movie, she gets the size and she starts fighting with them. So, yeah, a little different than what the comic books had and what other depictions have been. But that really is it's it was creepy, you know, her in that sarcophagus and then she kind of moves it out of the way and she comes out of that that goo, whatever, whether it's blood or oil or wherever it was that she was in. That she kind of crawls out after crawl out of the sarcophagus. The whole scene is just really—it's a really good scene, and it's all, like I said, it's all in the cold open. Yeah. Uh, my number four is is pretty quick and, and and simple. It's just Jessica and Matt. That little meeting they have outside of the building. In fact, down when we get to our quotes, I've got several quotes from that from that meeting, and and then uh, also when they talked in the police station, and uh, just a, a, a really good way of, we have these two people who neither one knows really that the other one is super powered yet and so they're both trying to kind of talk around superpowers yeah. you know without uh it's just so funny without revealing to the other one because they think they don't want to say too much because they both think that they're thinking the same thing they don't want to say too much because they think this other person is just a normal a normal person and and it would be uh you know, freaked out to be involved in in this kind of stuff. So it's it's, it's an interesting exchange it goes back and forth. And their lines are are kind of cool. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I I love the fact that you got Jessica and Matt, and Matt is just his own way, and then she's the complete opposite. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, my number four would be seeing Stick in this. Uh, we have not seen him in a long time. Apparently, he knows Alexandra. He knows what and who she is. He knows something. What is it? Plus, that cutting off the hand to get away. Wow, that was crazy. But it worked. Yeah, and that was actually my number one, was that him cutting. Because I remember, I I backed it up and watched the scene like three times. Because I'm like, did he cut his own hand off? You know, I'm just like, oh my goodness, he cut his hand off. Um, uh, And I I just, I I was just like, my goodness, this guy, that's crazy. (laughs) Um, All right, so my, that that took my number one, that he, he cuts off his hand to escape. Um, but, uh, kind of brings us to my number three as well. My number three was just that, that this, this whole thing of our heroes, finally all four meeting and they're fighting together and we're going to get a lot more of it in the next episode. In fact, these two episodes, they really probably could have just ran them back to back as one big episode. It seems like, cause they really go right from one to the, to the next. Um, but that whole, that whole fighting, uh, together. And in fact, uh, um, I think I've got in my notes later on is when Luke and Danny are kind of fighting as a team, you know, we see Luke, we see Danny kind of jump in front of Luke to, to use him as cover and the bullets bounce off him. And then Luke kind of turns around, they do this spin thing where 
uh, Danny's able to fight, and then he gets back behind Luke to to take some cover, and it's just a really good that whole that whole fight scene is just really really good. Yeah, I love it. Uh, that would bring me to my number three. Mm-hmm. Uh, the overall interactions with Matt and Jessica, <laughs> agreeing with yeah. you on that. You know, she doesn't play well with others and is able to <laughs> see through Matt. When she figures things out, that's when they come together in this episode at the end. At at first, her lawyer, and then, you know, the last, her ally in the battle. It, it was a nice dynamic, especially the, the quick jabs verbally between them in the episode. I, I just like the fact, you know, you, you can't just be like, oh, everything's all hunky-dory and we're going to work together. Everybody's an individual and everybody, you know, has to be who they are. And they're both the complete opposite ends of the spectrum, even though they do have powers in their own right. Mm-hmm. You, know, you know, Matt's got the, you know, he's blind, but he has the en- enhanced uh, ability to see things in his own way. And then, you know, his martial arts training and he has the conviction of being a lawyer, whereas she wants to do the right for others, being a vigilante in her own right, in mm-hmm. some sense, and investigative uh, parameters. And then having all this super strength and and everything else that she has, right, right, yeah. And mine that my number two is just is kind of that during that battle, um, you know, why did it take Matt so long to figure out that it was Electron? And you know, we get a little bit more in the next in the next episode about why that was, why it took uh, Matt so long to figure out that was Electra he was fighting. And uh, it is funny you mentioned that because in, in the scene there, when the, when they're done fighting, yeah. uh, Danny uh, sticks his hand out in front of Matt to help him up. And Matt reaches up and grabs, grabs his hand kind of like it's, it's like, okay, yeah, I know you're blind, but I know you can also kind of see yeah. uh, kind of thing. Or, or I don't know. He, maybe he doesn't actually know that Matt is even blind at this point. You know, he just thinks he's just another hero who it was funny that he put, you know, he put Jessica's scarf over his head. Nobody else is wearing a mask. He's the only one who who grabs her scarf when they're outside the building and puts it over his head. And it, it's very similar to the scarf he wore in season one of Daredevil, you know, before he got his uniform, the way he ties that scarf around his around his head. So, yeah. <laughs> so what was your number two? Well, the way that Claire gets Danny and Luke together. Mm-hmm. But, you know, the silly humor of how Danny tells him who he is. His girlfriend starts saying that he's the Iron Fist and he's from Kunlun. And yeah. Danny says the same thing. The humor of it just makes the scene to make, you know, to make up for Iron Fist in a way since it was so repetitious in the original Iron Fist season one. Mm-hmm. It was kind of like goofy. It's like every time. And that was the big joke about the whole first season. It's like, hi, I'm Danny Rand. I'm the Iron Fist. <laughs> and you yeah. go around saying that all the time. Plus seeing them all together and Luke's talk about a white boy <laughs> with a glowing <laughs> fist made it even more entertaining to me. You know, is all the humor and about it. You know, he, you know, he knocks uh, Luke out. Yeah. 
<laughs> and doesn't he say something about like a dragon, like I fought a dragon or something like that? Yeah, yeah, he mentions think, it. You know, yeah. he actually says I fought a dragon, and Luke's just kind of rolling his eyes, like going, "Whatever," yeah. you know. <laughs> and uh, yeah, it's it, it's really funny. And and uh, um, we'll go straight into your number one since uh, it it has a lot more. Mine uh, was already, like I said, with Stick cutting off his hand. But um, we've got some more to talk about that fight there in the office. Oh yeah, that yeah, my number one would be the battle in the office and. That battle was crazy. Uh, the the quick talk between Danny and Luke about punching <laughs> that was pretty funny. Yeah, it, you could see it's like, oh, we're best buds or best yeah. friends or to be best friends in some way. They're kind of different, but they work together. Uh, the f- fights overall with within the team itself, mm-hmm. the team coming together and working together. Obviously, between you know, you see that with Danny and with Luke. But also with Jessica and with Matt, mm-hmm. uh, the you know Electra in the office with Matt. Matt tapped into something that Electra remembered, so he recognized her, but he didn't recognize her until he got smashed in in that office when all the paperwork was flying around. Uh, I love this episode. It it it, it just gave like so much energy. It was like mm-hmm. a build up to this very big event at the very end to bring them all together. Yeah, this this huge this huge fight that happens and and uh, I think I've actually got it in in my notes. Um, all those board members, you know, that uh, Alexandra says something about she's trying to convince Danny to join her, and when he won't, he's like, "Well, then I guess they'll have to convince you." And all the board members, it's com like you said, it's almost comical the way all the board members get up and they all kind of strike that pose with their weapons, <laughs> and they all have a different weapon, and they're all kind of like they strike that pose for that moment of of like that freeze frame moment of now we're going to attack you, and uh, it's just it's uh, and then the the fight ensues and we see all of them fighting. You you know, like you said, they're fighting as a unit, but they're not really yeah. together yet. And so it's it's interesting to see, and, and especially Danny and uh, and Luke fighting together as one. Like I said earlier, with where I, I don't know if Luke actually grabbed him and spun around so the bullets, and then he spins around again and kind of pushes Danny at him, and they fight together. It's it's they really fought like almost as a coordinated. Team. unit yeah, yeah like a yeah. team yeah um, Luke was using his body as a shield for danny mm-hmm. and then he would throw him or push him towards that way to sh- punch right. somebody right it, it was very well coordinated because they they knew what each could do at some point uh it, it you know the comic exchange in the story of them coming together yes it was a little rushed but in my eyes it worked yeah it it, it works because you have these the only thing that and it didn't it didn't take me out of it at all and i didn't didn't lose um i didn't lose anything any respect for the episode or, or for the writers for the way it happened it's just it's it's kind of almost like a backwards kind of thing because the next episode is the episode where they really finally talk to each other and they kind of solidify as a team in the next episode, or at least at the end of the next episode, when Jessica returns, um, we see them actually kind of form a team. Yeah. And um, so it's it's interesting that as much as none of them, or at least like Luke and Jessica and Matt, definitely don't want to be superheroes or don't want to think of themselves as superheroes, don't want to be part of a team, they're going to end up being a team. Yeah. So. And it's funny how the episodes three, four, and five kind of mm-hmm. just mold into or morph into one another too okay it can be okay. almost like a mid-season premiere mm. or a mid-season premiere slash finale yeah okay 
Um, well, let's see. We've got some quotes here that uh, that we've got. Um, and uh, I thought it was interesting at, at the beginning when Cole is, is – uh, when Luke is talking to Cole's mother and uh, she says that Cole can't admit when he's done something wrong and that you, as in Luke, you can't admit that you've done something right. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. Um, what was one of yours? Well, uh, Alexandra, please tell your wife she makes it better than Constantinople. <laughs> and then the owner, the owner actually says, I think you mean Istanbul. Constantinople was its ancient name, yeah. which shows how old this woman is. Yeah, yeah, and we're going to find out even more in the next episode. And uh, then I had some quotes from that uh, that exchange between – we were already talking about between Jessica and Matt when she says, you grab me like that again, I'll punch you so hard you'll see. <laughs> um, uh, and the other one that I that I, that I I backed up and, and, uh, and listened to a few times I thought it was really funny was, uh, I think you are the most full of shit lawyer I've ever met, and we should take a minute to appreciate the magnitude of that statement uh, when she says to Matt, she, you're the most full of it lawyer that I met. Matt's saying something. Buddy, you oh, know, yeah. <laughs> so definitely. My last one would be uh, Stick saying to Alexandra, uh, Alexandra, he's a weapon, you're a monster, and yeah, that's regarding Danny. So, obviously, they both know something about Danny. She wants him for something, and Stick wants mm-hmm. him for something. So, there's kind of like a, a tug of war going on there, yeah, yeah. Uh, so what uh, what additional uh, notes do we have here that we haven't really talked about yet? Uh, you've got one there that's important. Well, uh, we find out that Sigourney Weaver's character, Alexandra, is extremely old and has lived a long time. Apparently died and has come back. Mm-hmm. Uh, plus, she has dealt with the Iron Fist before and killed previous versions so this woman's been around for a long, long, long time. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't mention that. I didn't have that in my nose, but I forgot that she did say that that she's killed Iron Fist before. So yeah, it's it, is is she reincarnated, almost similar to like Electra. Mm-hmm. See, that's the impression I got the second the second time I think that I watched it or the, the second hand I watched did I watch it three I might have watched it three times, but yeah, I think there is. There is because she kind of talks to Electra like she knows what she's going at the beginning when they're doing that whole training thing and when she's kind of teaching Electra how to talk again and how and she says something about um, your instincts will come back, your motor functions will come back as you you know as you you learn more and uh, and things. So we really get the impression that Alexandra has been through this process and there's that scene. I don't know if it's in this episode or the next episode where Electra's looking at her scars on her yeah. and Sigourney Weaver and uh, Sigourney Weaver's character says I wish we could have done something about those scars you know because she knows that that's going to make her remember and and that's that's the thing that kind of got me is is there there must be a difference either a difference in the way the process was with with Electra or a different way it was done because Obviously, Alexandra remembers things from her past, or maybe Electra will eventually remember things, you know, or is there something different about the way uh, Electra was was brought back and the way Alexandra has been brought back? I think we'll probably get more of that probably as the, the series progresses, maybe. Um, I think the only other thing I really had was was that during that training when she turns the lights out and 
then when she turns them back on again, we see that Electra has defeated all those guys by fighting in the dark. That was that's pretty significant, especially considering uh, Matt being blind and Stick being blind. We start to see uh, see that's kind of that's bad. I didn't mean that, um, <laughs> uh, you know, but we start to see that that she's learning how to how to to use her powers without being able to see. So, yeah, interesting, interesting. So uh, episode four is entitled uh, Royal Dragon. And uh, this is uh, it's the name of the Chinese restaurant that our heroes hole up in. And uh, this one had a lot of dialogue in it. There was a lot of, and I understand they needed it, but I just, I hate when, when shows have to do that, when they have to tell us more than they can show us. And that's what we, we, so we learn a lot about the, the hand. We learn that there's this something called the chaste who's kind of fighting against the hand and they're supposed to help iron fist, but they've all wiped out and stick is the, is the last one left of this this group called the chaste now answer because you've watched iron the show iron fist i haven't yeah is that what they do they talk about the chaste in in that show or is this the first time we're actually hearing this name i'm actually hearing it and i think it was brought up in a daredevil season at one point Hmm. so okay i think that was probably brought up in the second one Okay, maybe I, I don't remember. I don't recall that from Daredevil season two, but it's been a while since I watched that one. So, um, but so the the uh, the the heroes hole up in this this Chinese restaurant. Um, Jessica ends up leaving the the restaurant because she doesn't want to have any part of it. But Matt, Danny, and Luke uh, they want to join together. They they all recognize that they have a common enemy in the hand, even Matt. And there's one point where Jessica convinces Matt to go ahead and take his mask off. Cause she's like, we're all, I figured out that you're daredevil. They're going to figure out that you're daredevil. Eventually it's not going to take them very long to figure out who you are. So why don't you just take the mask off? And so he finally reluctantly takes the mask off to reveal that he's, that he's Matt Murdoch. Um, not that that really means anything <laughs> to these guys. I don't think that's the thing that the thing I, I understand what his reasoning at the end of daredevil season two, the, when he, when he turns his back on being a hero, he doesn't want to do it anymore is because he doesn't want people to get hurt. But these are people that don't know you. They don't have any clue who you are. Jessica's literally the only one who knows. And she's figured out that you're daredevil. What it, it just, that, that really, that kind of took me out a little bit. Of it, just his his insistence on I'm not going to show you who I am, you know. It just seemed a little it seemed a little childish to me. But uh, um, but he finally reluctantly does that does that. Jessica she continues to to investigate this corporation and she discovers more and more about the hand. She runs afoul of them because they're the the guy is outside of the the woman's house, who's the wife of the man who had who had the, the bomb making material that he had gotten from the, the hand, the corporation that is the hand and that kind of introduced Jessica into this, this, uh, this adventure. And uh, she fights a guy. And then at the very end of the episode, Jessica rejoins them at the Chinese restaurant. And that's where uh, the, uh, the episode kind of ends. We'll probably get into more of that with our top five. We'll do our top five. Yeah. So, what is your top, your number five for Royal Dragon? 
My number five would be Matt getting involved with not wanting to be involved and yeah. saying that he is the daredevil. <laughs> then the group coming together. Danny's feeling that of that they were all brought together in some way. Mm-hmm. You know, he's got that that feeling. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and that really was my same number five. Really was just 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 Matt admitting to them who he is and th- this idea that Danny uh, is kind of convinced that its fate has brought them all together, you know, and and Luke Luke trying to say, well, no, it hasn't, and then they start to realize that they all have separate enemies like um when stick explains to them about the five fingers of the hand we realize that the guy with the white hat that is is recruiting these uh guys in harlem that brought luke into it that he is one of the fingers of the hand we find out that the the this alexandra is a, is a finger of the hand and she's brought these others into it and so we're starting to see that we're going to have two groups kind of coming against each other and in fact it's it's funny when you know it might have been the previous episode or this episode when uh sigourney weaver's character is talking to the guy who's who's cutting up the bear that he tracked and and killed and she says yeah they're all we're all coming back together and she names off she basically names five people but yet matt seems to think one of them is dead so it's going to be interesting to see going forward if maybe one of them was had to be brought back and the guy mentions that all their resources are gone so uh so yeah it, it's uh like i said there's a lot of dialogue in in this episode and we learn story yeah a lot of story yeah and we, we learn what's going on we learn the background of the hand um but uh, yeah, so good number five. Um, this that's interesting. We both had the same thing. I didn't realize that. Um, so, what is your number four? Well, Electra as Black Sky, the weapon for the hand to do their means. But she is who she was in the end, or will she be helpful to our heroes in some way? She seems a bit divided, like her old life and what her new life is. She still retains all her powers like her her skills and everything that she can do but she still has a memory of her past before when she died it's like matt got through to her during the fight in the last episode so and they were questioning that and that's when she took down all those guys mm-hmm. and it's very interesting i, I want to see where this plays out with her uh, will she come to their aid in some way or will she do what you know yeah, they're going to be able to get through to her, or is is she going to continue to go down this path of being black sky? Yeah, uh, yeah. And, and and you know we don't get an answer to that here in episode four because Jessica runs her down with the or pushes. I guess I guess she pushed that car through the wall of the Chinese restaurant. At first, I thought she drove it through, and then I re- realized she walked in behind the car. Oh, so yeah. she must have. So she threw the car or pushed it. Through the wall when it smashes into Electra, and then they start to see Electra get up, and and they all take their pose, and that's so. I don't know if we're going to get a big fight between Electra and our heroes uh, in the next episode, or not. I haven't watched it yet, so it's going to be interesting. Uh, but my number four was just I, I laughed when Stick was trying to tell Jessica what to do, and uh, and telling her that she's going to be part of this team, and you don't don't leave, and she just walks out, and then Luke's try Luke tries to get her back, and she's not. No, I just want to solve my case and it's really interesting that she still she wants this to not be 
more. She wants this to just be a regular case. I just want to know who this guy was and what's going on with him. I don't care about all this other stuff. I don't care about these these you know uh, eternal organizations. This 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 struggle between life itself and uh, all this. She she just wants to solve her case and. Which is another one of those interesting things that we don't we don't really know what her what is her case at the moment because she was hired to find the guy. Yeah. The guy actually found her and committed suicide in her office. So what is her case? She's trying to figure out what the guy was into. Well, this is what these other people are trying to find out. It just the whole thing is a little confusing to me, but she really <laughs> doesn't want she doesn't want to get involved. She doesn't want to be the team thing. But as we see at the end of the episode, she does come back and uh, and and rejoins them and is like, Did you miss me? You know? <laughs> so <laughs> Yeah, which leads into my number three, which would be mm-hmm. Jessica not getting along with Stick. She doesn't yeah. take commands well. She has a hard time working with others, so she just wants to do what she wants to do, what she was focused in on. Exactly. And wants some sort of normalcy. She thinks it's a little bit crazy that's going on, I think. Yeah. Yeah, and that's and that's you know, that's that leads right into my my number three, which is stick telling them all this stuff about the hand and, and going back and explaining to them who Alexandra is. He he admits to them that she's an ancient being, that she's one of these five fingers of of the hand. Yep. Uh and and I noticed it was interesting. I didn't notice till the second time I watched, uh, but both the hand and the chase, but I, I think they both believe they're doing Right, because yeah, they both they both say that they're serving life itself. Because even you know, Electra and the the one guy that's cutting up the bear, that's what they say. They say for life itself, and sticks like we're doing this for life itself. And it almost seems like they want to. They're like like the hand is they're willing to do evil. Like for them, it's the ends justify the means. However, we get to. The end of it, it's okay because the end is a good thing. And the chase is like, no, you can't. We can't sacrifice all these people. We can't kill these people because you know. Stick talks about it's what happened at Pompeii. It's what happened at Chernobyl. Yeah. They make it look like it's a natural disaster, but it's not really a natural disaster. It's something. It's a culling. What does he call? He calls it a culling. He yeah. says they're they're doing something uh, to get rid of uh, people. So. Yeah, and which leads me into mine, which is uh, my number two, which is the same mm-hmm. thing, finding out about the hand through stick. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a nice backstory, so it actually helps us understand both the chaste and as well as the hand itself. Uh, the hand being more the extremist of more of evil, doing the more evil to bring out the good, whereas mm-hmm. the chaste is like, you know, like you said... There, no, we can't do this. It has to be for the good only. Yeah. So it's like a good and evil kind of, you know, you know, taking two opposite sides of the magnet and trying to force them together, trying to do something right. Yeah, yeah. To where they they both think that they're that the out they both think they're doing right, but in the end we'll find out which one. You know, it's it's the, the whole. Yeah. yeah exactly. Exactly. Uh, you know, my my number two. We kind of already talked about it. Uh, is is Electra, um, and, and whether she can be saved or not, you know, is she totally this black sky? And I think we're going to see some of that in the next episode, because like I said, uh, we, that's the, you know, we cut to black when she's walking, she gets hit by the car and then we can see that she's starting to get up. And now all our four heroes are standing there together Mm -hmm. to fight, uh, black sky. And so we'll see 
uh, how that turns out. And I think uh, I think all of our numbers just kind of merged into one. So what? So give your number one. I think they're all going to kind of we're kind of going to patch together. <laughs> pretty much. Uh, pretty much, Jessica. My number one would be Jessica bringing the fight to the group, mm-hmm. making the team whole again after she left, doing her own thing. She realized she was needed, mm-hmm. and she got the information, or in some way, some sort of information for what she needed. Kind of like Iron Man in the first Avengers film, but she didn't tell them, I'm bringing you know, the party <laughs> to you. She just yeah. brought the party, and she showed them, and it was pretty funny. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's one of those, it's, it's that moment where she shows up at the nick of time, you know, because... Uh, they, they, Black Sky walks into the restaurant. They're going to start fighting, and then uh, we realize that she, like I said, she pushes that car through and knocks her down. And then we start to see her. She starts to get up again, and we're just like, "Oh no!" Um, <laughs> so uh, <laughs> I really only had a, a couple of quotes from this one that I, I really liked. And when Jessica goes to the house of the the, the wife of the man who killed himself, she says it, it's late, and uh, Jessica says late or early, depending on your life. Life choices. Uh, I've been there before. I, I've been in that position before. <laughs> yeah, it's either late or early, depending on you know what your perspective is. Yeah. Of it. yeah. <laughs> uh, mine would be Matt saying, "I'm done taking lessons, stick," and stick saying, "Lessons are not taking you." Yeah. Yeah, and uh, I, I like that when they were sitting around the table and Danny Rand kind of just – he kind of uh, summarizes everything by – he looks at Luke. He says, bulletproof, blind ninja, and he gets Jessica and he says, whatever the hell you are. <laughs> you know, and she just kind of looks at him like, what do you mean whatever the hell I am? You know? I really – I wanted to punch him. Um, <laughs> we all did. But... <laughs> uh, the only thing I could add to that would be uh, something that Danny and Luke were talking about and – Luke just goes, I don't need any other super friends. Yeah. <laughs> Which was kind of like a little s- snap to DC. Yeah. In some yeah. Way. <laughs> yeah. I thought the same thing when I heard him say that super friends, I was just like, Oh, come on. You know, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, that whole thing is, is, is really, is really good. Um, do you have any additional notes there? I see you've got one more. My, my, my notes for this would, uh, from what I could, think off the top is like everything is running fluid within these episodes like mm-hmm. i said three four and five seem to move fluidly with within one another you could actually watch them straight through as almost like one whole episode it doesn't stop it just keeps going so uh i actually wanted to continue watching at some point when i got home and i was like uh I, and you do see things in uh, episode five that actually work out very well. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I'm looking forward to that. And I'm the same way. I almost wanted to flow right into episode five uh, just to see, at least see the beginning of episode five to see how it starts. So I'm like, no, no, I'm going to wait and, uh, and see where we go. Um, So we've got a little bit of news um, in uh, uh, more about the Netflix shows. And this is actually a couple, couple weeks old. I think, um, that Disney Plus is not going to continue the Marvel, the Netflix Marvel shows. Um, 
from from what I what I gathered reading is that they're more they want to merge with the Marvel Cinematic Universe proper uh, without these already existing characters that were created by Netflix Marvel Universe. Uh, you know, I, I hope they change their minds and, and convince the MCU creators to use these existing Netflix characters down the road. But I I don't. It's uh, more and more that's come out here in the last few days. Looks like that's. That's not going to happen. I think we're. Uh, I think after we get uh, season two of Punisher, well, Punisher might be in a different different status, but still, yeah. once we get season three of Jessica Jones, uh, I think we're going to see it get the axe. And uh, oh, yeah. season, season two of Punisher is probably going to going to be the last one for it. Uh, yeah, the only thing I have to add to that, according to CBR.com, uh, Disney slash Marvel can't do anything with the characters that were licensed to Netflix for two years due to the contract with Netflix, regardless of the cancellations of the shows. Yeah. And that two year, that two year date starts from, like you said, from the day Netflix announces the cancellation. So like that two year clock hasn't even started for Jessica Jones yet. Nope. You know, uh, it started for defenders. It started for Luke Cage and daredevil. Uh, but it hasn't. Uh, so, you know, the earliest we can see anything from Daredevil would be 2020 because it was announced canceled this year. Now, the one thing I wasn't clear about in the articles that I read is, is that is it just that they can't release anything or do you mean they really they can't even like put anything into production? Because I would think they'd be allowed to to put something into production to be released after the two-year mark, maybe they'd have to, to negotiate that out. I don't know. What do you think? I don't know. I'm, I'm assuming that they can't really do anything with that particular character for another two years completely. Okay. Can't even start, like, like pre-production or anything. Well, they could – I would assume that uh, they can anticipate until that end date, and that way they, they can push it into the next movie yeah. or show uh, that they can – you know, who knows what Disney Marvel is going to do with right. these characters. If they incorporate them into the MCU, I would be happy. Uh, I would love to see them continue some sort of show on the Disney app through mm-hmm. Marvel. And, like, I just hope they don't water it down if they do so. Because yeah. Netflix got gritty to the point where it worked. So mm-hmm. hopefully they could put some sort of adult-based versions on these apps because kids don't just watch these shows. So they could always do some sort of grading system, almost like what they do with the rating system in the the films. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you have to be a certain age to watch this. But they could always keep them standalone, let alone, or if not, they would have to water down the character, which... We don't want to. The Punisher, you can't really water down from what was already done with Netflix. Same thing yeah. with Jessica Jones. Jessica Jones, what are you going to do? She's a drunk. She's yeah, know. yeah. I don't. I don't want to see that. And uh, you know, on that note, I went and I watched the uh, the Once Upon a Deadpool um, movie yesterday, and and it's good. It's it's worth seeing. Um, it's it's definitely not. Uh, it's it's Deadpool enough that that we that I can recognize it, but it's definitely a PG thirteen. They've edited out a lot of the violence. It's it's the same story, um, 
as Deadpool two, but they they edited out the violence, they edited out a lot of the language. Yeah. They uh, they added a couple of the references. Some of the references are left in. Um, the 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 stuff between Fred Savage and Deadpool is just hilarious, though. Really, and it's it's more than what you see just in the trailer. Oh. So I, I I really like that. There's more more to it than than that, and uh, uh, so it's it was it's worth a it's worth a watch. Um, and uh, if they if they have any if they advertise there's any extra outtakes between Fred Savage and uh, Ryan Reynolds Deadpool on the the disc i may pick it up on disc when it comes out if they ever if they release it on on disc so that might have been uh marvel's idea of trying to testing the waters because they have deadpool Mm -hmm. and to see if that would work in the theaters based upon an extreme character just to see if okay will it sell even though we've already released this we could water it down We'll yeah, and we'll we'll see. But with the cutscenes, the cutscenes with Fred Savage in there is what makes the makes it makes the movie worth it. Really, if I just if I was just watching a edited PG thirteen version of Deadpool two, I would have been disappointed. Okay. It's it really is the 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 inner cut scenes with Fred Savage and him and uh, the little thing with the up couple. Uh, those really make the make the movie because other than that, it's just the, it's the same. Now they could do they could try to do if this is successful. Maybe you're right. Maybe they're testing the waters for an original story that's that's going to have less violence and less language in it. But, uh, yeah, this, this wasn't, this really didn't seem to be, that's what I thought it was going to be, but it really was not that it really, it really is, uh, that it's that Fred Savage and, and, uh, Ryan Reynolds really make that, that movie work. If, if you cut their scenes out of it and just left it as an edited, it's just basically a T it's basically a TV edited version of Deadpool two. Oh, wow. That's, uh, and, uh, yeah, it's not, and that's, that's not worth it. To me, um, but the intercut scenes—that's what made it work, you know. They so and it well, <laughs> they worked it well. And like, there's this whole gag they run with uh, with the scenes with Fred Savage where Deadpool has a manual bleeper, and so whenever they say the f word at the beginning, he's bleeping it out uh, <laughs> manually. So you hear the bleep, but you know what what is being said. So I'm saying it's that kind of thing that kind of makes it funny, and that's what makes it. Uh, makes the movie made the movie for me anyway. So uh, I'll be interested to see what they do going forward. I hope they don't try to do a Deadpool three PG thirteen. I just yeah, I don't I want know. that. So well, uh, and you had a couple other notes here, a couple other news things. Oh yeah, definitely. Uh, you had brought it to my attention when you came here. <laughs> to yeah. Visit. Uh, the Avengers trail came out. It, it looks awesome. I I got to see it completely, and I think it's great. I can't wait for it to come out. I am ecstatic, and especially at the end scene when you see Ant-Man. But yeah. I I have to throw in that whole little thing on a security cam, because I looked, and it said 1983 on the top of the camera. Mm. Oh, interesting. So I wonder if he's going to be back in time. Yeah, he's okay. flip-flopping through time mm-hmm. and through this. Okay, the I I didn't I didn't notice that when I watched it, and it, it looks like it looks like Hawkeye is gonna gonna feature pretty heavily in this in the second movie, yeah, as well. Yeah, so they're going with the character Ronan that he takes on as a persona. Okay, and uh, it's kind of like an extremist 
kind of view. So what happened to his family? What? Mm-hmm. How did he become this? Were they part of the staff? Yeah. Did he lose all his kids? Did he lose his kids right. and his wife? Oh yeah, I didn't think about that. He could have lost his whole family in the snap, and that could. Yeah, I'm I'm excited to 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 see it. I'm excited for Captain Marvel. I've watched the trailers for it, and it looks it looks really good. Too, um, you know, it's 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 going to be weird seeing the Samuel L. Jackson Nick Fury without the eye patch. Oh yeah. Uh, I wonder if they're gonna. I wonder if Captain Marvel is going to show us how he got the eye patch, or if they're just going to leave that as something for a later a later movie. But uh, yeah, I'm I'm excited for these next couple of Marvel Marvel movies to come out. Um. Well, the next bit I have would be Into the Spider Verse came out this weekend, so mm-hmm. it, it we're we're recording this on a, a Saturday. So I'm going to see it tomorrow on Sunday. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to do now, some Christmas the... shopping and I'm going to be like, I'm going to go. <laughs> and that's a, that's an animated, right? It, yeah. It's an animated. It's all okay. the people within the spider verse. You're going to have spider Gwen. You're going to have spider man, Peter Parker. Okay. You're going to have miles Morales. You're going to have spider ham. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you're going to have, uh, the Dark Spider. I, I I'm not familiar with the character, but he's all in black, and apparently Nicolas Cage does the voice. Nice. So there's going to be a lot going on with this, and it's got high praise. Uh, ben has already seen it, and he said it was really good. So I'm anticipating it being a huge Spider-Man fan, and I can't wait to watch it tomorrow. Very cool. So uh, the only next bit I could say would I already announced it. You and I met this past weekend. <sighs> It was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> we could throw the, that little video that you had and throw it up on the web. I, I, I didn't even realize that that was a video until I watched until I uh, that there was a video within the 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 still shots there uh, of it. But uh, it was a lot of fun. Uh, New York, New Jersey this weekend or last weekend was a was a lot of fun. Thank you so much for hosting uh, hosting us. And uh, I haven't uh, messaged uh, Paket or or Cat much, but. Uh, I'm sure we all had a had a great time. Yeah, it was it was great to have everybody together and just having a good time, having fun, going to see stuff, uh, all that we love because we all met obviously through uh, the Walking Dead casts Patreon, and uh, that's Jason Cabasi and uh, Karen Morve's podcast through uh, for through Podcastica, and uh, we're Patreons of that. So we all decided to go to Walker Stalker, New York, New Jersey, and had a great time for the weekend. And while you were up here, you actually visited a quiet place where they filmed. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was great. A lot yeah. of people liked those those pictures. And uh, a lot of people asked me questions. You're meeting these people for the first time? Like, yeah, it's, it's – but I said we've been talking on Skype and on various different mediums for the last year or so. It's like I know them. So. Yeah, we're all, we're all pretty much just all friends, just getting together, hanging out, having a good time. Yeah. I had fun in New York City. Uh, we got to go see – well, we actually sat down and watched a bunch of Netflix stuff too. <laughs> we did, we did, yeah. And he, yeah, and actually, Steve did, and Pake actually did a uh, <laughs> some feedback for uh, Stranger, Strange, Strange indeed, indeed. yeah, yeah, uh, for uh, one episode, I believe. Yeah, so that that was pretty cool that you did it here in the house, and it's like Pig just jumps on, and it's like, whoa, yeah. he's there. <laughs> yeah, it was a lot. Of, it was a lot of fun sending in those those feedback, watching those shows with you guys, and just uh, it's a really fun. I can't wait for the next one. It's it's gonna be it's gonna be great. 
Yeah, definitely. It was fun this week, and I I enjoyed it. it it's funny too because usually uh, Atlanta went by really fast for me. This one kind of like I I I felt like in, I was in the moment. Maybe it's because I was home, <laughs> but yeah, it, yeah. To me, it, it was fun just to be around everybody, and it, and it kind of worked. I, I I enjoyed it. I, I yeah. loved having you guys here. Uh, everybody was so pleasant and having a good time. Very cool. Very cool. Well, all right, Mark, how can people get in contact with us? Well, uh, to submit your theories and feedback, you could go to our Facebook group. That would be www.facebook.com slash panels to pixels. Or you can email us at panels to pixels one, the number one. So it's panels to pixels one at gmail.com. And you could also hear us. And various other forms. I am a, a co-host for the Walking Dead Talk Through with Brian Malosh on Golden Spiral Media. Right now, we're in within the mid-season, so obviously, Walking Dead is not available. <laughs> we're not happy. We're upset. <laughs> Jesus has left us. <laughs> so, uh, it, it, I got actually got a hug from jesus this past weekend <laughs> very nice yeah it's great pictures we did, we did a, a group photo with jesus and it was a lot of the women so he was hugging all the women he comes up to me and i felt very uncomfortable because <laughs> he comes to hug me and i'm like oh my god i got a hug from jesus <laughs> very I nice tom Payne. tom Payne was yeah i nice. see he was really cool so uh yeah so we might do Golden Spiral Media with the Walking Dead talk through. Might do some sort of mid season where we talk about what's going on, what's going to happen. We got a shout out from Naughty Hilker. Yep, you said it. <laughs> and and did you say you got Dan Fogler also? Or you didn't get Dan Fogler. I didn't get Dan Fogler. Okay. I would love to have. <laughs> yeah, I I was trying to, but uh, he seemed a little bit out there. He seemed to be right. amidst the whole convention thing. So <laughs> I didn't want to. That's all right. You got some good ones though, so I'm yeah. looking forward to hearing him. So, but uh, you could also hear Steve where. Well, and I send in as it was mentioned before. I send in feedback to various shows. I'm starting to to send in uh, to both Podcastica and Next Level. Uh, podcast network shows as well so you can hear me uh, on house podcastica on we have to go back and strange indeed i don't know i i said i said <laughs> i watch way too much tv and and send in in voicemail but i i appreciate all those podcasts that are willing to play my rambling uh sometimes incoherent voicemails but uh, <laughs> but i send them out and i have a good time doing it so yeah, well, your your voice that everybody's going to be hearing all over the place, yeah. so that's a good thing. <laughs> I have no problem with that. <laughs> and you might be on the, what the Star Trek Discovery again. Yeah, we, I got to get in contact with Brian, see what we're doing with this as far as with these trailers and these shorts that are coming out. But there was an announcement. Uh, I can't remember now, but it's it's 2019 uh, Star Trek Discovery. Early 2019 Star Trek Discovery, Discovery is coming back, so that uh, I'm assuming that Star Trek Discovery uh, talk through will start back up again here pretty soon, and uh, then once the Walking Dead uh, podcast start up again, I'll. Be back and sending feedback to those as well. Or be on. Hopefully. <laughs> we'll see. Uh, we'll see. We'll push it a little bit. Uh, we enjoyed yeah. having you on the last time. Uh, the more feedback, the more the more voices we have, the more we have. It's so, a good time. 
Uh, with that, uh, thanks everybody for listening. I'm Mark. And I'm Steve. And this was Panels to Pixels, everybody. Good night. Good night. Good night.